the Bible Study Podcast, episode 804. Today, the Bible Study Podcast concludes the study of the book of Philippians with chapter 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We got as far as the third verse of chapter 4 last week. We're going to finish that chapter today. Final exhortations. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I love these verses, especially that second part there, but let's jump into this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Paul has led a difficult life, and Paul has had a lot of hardship since he became a Christian and since he's gone off on these missionary journeys. He's talked about being shipwrecked. He's talked about being beaten and in prison, but we're also talking about the person who, beaten and chained in the dungeon in Philippi, was singing hymns to God. And so when he writes to them, And they know this history of Paul, that Paul and Silas were in that jail with the wounds from having been beaten still fresh, and they were singing hymns to God. As he writes to this church, he is probably writing to a church that includes that jailer, because remember that jailer became a Christian because of the ministry of Paul, because of the witness of Paul. And so when Paul says... Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. He's not saying, if you've had a good day today, rejoice. He's saying, rejoice because you had a day today. Rejoice because God loves you and you are his child, no matter what kind of day you had. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. That's interesting that two phrases there seem like they're connected. Let your gentleness be evident to all. How do we treat one another? Do we treat one another with gentleness? You treat something with gentleness if you understand that it is fragile, right? You take an egg out of the freezer different than you take a lemon out of the freezer. One of them you're a little more careful with because you know that it's more fragile, And we don't always treat each other as the fragile human beings that we are. And so he's saying, treat one another that way. Treat one another with gentleness. He's saying, let it be evident to all. Let that be something that is coming out of you to all of those around you. Do not be anxious about everything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So he's saying, don't be worrying about stuff. Now, I don't know about you, but I have had some issues for worry here in the last couple years. I think of the time when my 
now 95-year-old mother, and I think she was 94 at the time, and my my 96-year-old father, who was 95 at the time, one had COVID and the other one had pneumonia. I'm the one who's doing their finances these days because they have gotten to the point where that's not good to let them do that. And there were some bad things that happened that I should have stepped in sooner. I have been a contractor for six years before my current job where I didn't always know if I was going to find you know that next gig. And so I've had times where I've woken up in the middle of the night and I've woken up with being anxious. And Paul tells me, don't. He says, don't, but take that in prayer. He's saying, if you have things that you're worried about, don't try and carry them on your own, but bring them to God. But with Thanksgiving, it's interesting. He's saying that remember all that you have too. Don't just remember the things you're worried about. Don't just remember the things that you want, but remember all the things that God has given you. And when you come before the throne of grace, bring that thanksgiving with you as well. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And on those stressful nights, on those nights where I'm worried about, will my parents run out of money and what will we do then? It is useful to know that there is this peace of God that Paul talks about, that peace that Paul experienced in that jail in Philippi, that transcends all understanding of sin. It doesn't make sense. You can't explain it to someone as logical, but the peace of God is stronger than our situations. And then finally, whatever is true, I love this statement, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, praiseworthy, think about such things. Can you imagine what uh, Facebook or Twitter would be like if the only things we brought up were the things that were true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, and praiseworthy? And if the only things that we talked about, if we talked about things that were true, if we pointed out things that were noble, if we were careful to make sure that everything we were talking about was right, if we didn't worry about, if we didn't go off in directions that were not pure, if we didn't sometimes ourselves get ugly, if we always were doing those things that were admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy, how would life be different if we focused on those things? Paul is saying, think about such things. Put your head in those places. And then whatever you've learned or received or heard from me, he said, whatever you've seen me do, whatever you've heard me talk about, put it into practice. Don't just be a Christian who understands these things, but be a Christian who does these things. And he says, the God of peace will be with you. And I think those things are connected. He's saying, if you put the things that I've talked about in practice, if you do what I've done, if you do what I've told you to do, then the God of peace will be with you. And you won't be anxious. And you will be able to think about those things that are true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. Continues on and says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. 
I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts, what I I desire is more to be credited to your account. I have received full payment and I have more than enough. I am amply supplied. Now that I have received from Ephroditus the gifts you sent, they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Sounds like the last thought, not quite, but he's saying, you know, you have given me, you have taken care of me. Recently here, you've said just sent some gifts with Epaphrodites, and then also before, even early on, Paul had to leave Philippi and went down to Thessalonica, and even then they were caring for him and providing for his needs very early in his ministry with this church. And he is remembering these things, and he is grateful and saying that's that pleasing aroma to God, that that gift that you have given, that support that you've got, that love that you showed was pleasing to God. But I like this part here that he says, but I have learned to be content. Content is a great thing to learn, to learn to be content, to know when you have enough, to know that when you don't have enough, it still can be enough. I don't know how to say that, but Paul says, I've known need and I've known plenty. And in all those situations, fed or hungry, in plenty and in want, he says, I can be content. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And if you didn't guess, that's Jesus that he's talking about there, as Paul is often talking about Jesus. He's not talking about his personal trainer. And so he's he's hoping for them also, I think, through these verses, that they also would learn to be content. He doesn't say that directly, but it's sort of implied, as he says, what you've heard from me, what you've seen me do, put it into practice. This is one of the things he says you've seen in me, is that contentment. Contentment is a pretty cool thing, and I hope you get there, and I hope I get there. And then the final greetings. Greet all of God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. And Paul is writing from Rome. He's writing from uh, prison and sending greetings from the church that is in Rome. And remember, when we talk about churches in Philippi, and we talk about churches in Rome at this time, we're not talking about church buildings. That'll be another 200 years away. They're talking about churches that meet in people's houses. So the church are the people, the people in Rome, the people in Philippi. And so he's writing here that those brothers and sisters who are with me, the church who is with me, is sending you greetings including those who are in Caesar's household, even in the household of the emperor, there are those who know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Now, this is the emperor who will eventually have Paul executed. Paul will die in Rome. Whether he dies 
in prison at this point or gets out and then is re-imprisoned. There's some debate about, but we know that he dies in Rome and is executed by the emperor. But, but even in Rome, you can still find those who are faithful to God. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast and this study of the book of Philippians. And I don't know what we're doing next week, so that will be interesting to see. Uh, if you have any ideas, feel free to send them to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. If you've got a comment or question, you could leave it on the, this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose have you ever found yourself on the ledge my name is billy yant i'm a caring father mentor and friend in my new podcast billy and the goat i share the life-changing events that shaped who i am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen god can help you get up and thrive listen now at lifeaudio.com